This is Women of Grace Live, discussing issues important to your life and faith. Spiritual insight, practical wisdom. Join us as we transform the world one woman at a time. Women of Grace, for such a time as this. Now, here's your host, Johnette Williams. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams. Very happy to be with you today. Love spending this time with you Monday through Friday as we discuss issues of importance to your life and your faith. I am always eager to hear from you. You know that to be the case, and therefore, I do invite you to give us a call here. 833-288-EWTN is the number for you to use. It's toll-free for you right here in North America. That's 833 Eight eight three nine eight six. Inviting you to pick up the phone and to give us a call. Might be a little hard today. I I know that uh, probably many of you are experiencing this outage that's taking place uh, with cell phone companies. Uh, I know that it's more than one company. I, I think that one of them is more affected than the others. But boy, oh boy, it's a very unusual feeling. We have become so reliant on our cell phones. Very few people, I think, have landlines left. But if you do have a landline, <laughs> or if you are not affected by this outage, I am encouraging you to give us a call. Just let us know that you have connectivity. That'll be a wonderful thing. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Toll free for you, as I said, right here in North America. If you're a first time caller, do let us know and I will ring my bell to welcome you for your debut right here on Women of Grace Live. Oh, I see a phone lighting, the phone line lighting up. That's a very good thing. Uh, please do uh, call us uh, if, if in fact you can, 833-288-EWTN. Also available for you out there uh, at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. You can use the chat feature there to get your questions up, and uh, that would be another way that we could connect today in a, in a delightful manner. So I do encourage you to use uh, that chat feature at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Uh, don't be shy. Give it a try. Don't delay. You know, text us, call us right away. We will really enjoy that. We have Michael McCall, who is retrieving your questions from EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. And we have Matthew Gubensky on the phones. And I'm hoping you keep him busy. Let's see what we can do at this moment in time. Always want to uh, let you know about what is happening through Women of Grace, all kinds of good things. Uh, it was very interesting yesterday. I was in studio. Uh, my guest was Dr. Donald Wallenfang and his lovely wife, Megan. We had a wonderful time together. Uh, we uh, produced four programs. They'll be uh, airing in the not-too-distant future, I think early in March, as a matter of fact. And uh, you might, you're going to want to catch them for sure. Uh, we were talking about the Carmelite spirituality in two of the shows. And then we were also talking about mysticism and the mystic saints in two shows. Uh, both of them, I think... Both topics, uh, very insightful, and the programs that were produced uh, regarding them, I think, are very, very good and very helpful. Uh, and it was great to have Dr. Wallenfang up um, because he is our academic advisor for our Benedicta Institute for Women. And I've been telling you about the Benedicta. We are going to be gathering at our Lady of Florida Spiritual Center there on the east coast of Florida in North Palm Beach. And I'm inviting you to join us there for this week-long immersive. Uh, we're offering uh, these beautiful courses aimed at 
helping women attain a certification in Catholic women's leadership through our Benedicta Institute for Women. Uh, a lot of women are coming for spiritual enrichment only. They're not interested in a certification. Uh, but the uh, courses that we're offering will help you to attain that. Uh, so the whole program is explained for you. I think in some good detail at our website, womenofgrace.com, you will see in the in the upper navigational bar, Benedicta Institute. If you click on that, it's going to take you to uh, the section that we have on the website regarding the Benedicta Institute itself. So shows you some pictures there. It shows, uh, you know, the Benedicta in action in different places. You'll see me standing with our spiritual advisor, uh, who is Bishop William Walterscheid uh, there of the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Uh, we had a wonderful time in Pittsburgh last March. I can't believe it's almost a year ago, coming up next month. Uh, but we had a wonderful time there, and you'll see us uh, uh, in, in the classroom. I, I was presenting uh, there. You'll also see us at Malvern uh, when, when Sue Brinkman was presenting one of our Benedictus. Uh, you'll see a gathering of women. There's a lot to, for you to look at there. But if you scroll to the bottom of the page, you're going to see that we've got um, a, a description of how the Benedicta Institute for Women works. And uh, you'll get all of the information that you need there. You'll see uh, some of the instructors who are there. Uh, and you'll be able to call us if you have any questions uh, regarding uh you know, the, the Benedict Institute that you're not getting the information for from the website. So it, it, it I think, is a very excellent opportunity for you to come to uh, an understanding of, of what it is that we're doing and why it is that uh, it's so very important for this moment in the history of man. You'll also see, you know, what uh, some other people have said about uh, our, our, our thing offerings in the past. So, but way at the bottom there, you'll find a phone number and you can call us with more questions. We're getting, uh, we're getting people calling every day about it. And we don't want to have too, too many students. We want an opportunity for a lot of discussion and a lot of interaction. Uh, so we will be capping it at some point. Uh, we're getting close to the number that I have in mind. So uh, that is not to say that we don't have spaces available. We do. Uh, but as time moves forward, you know that that's not going to be the case. Uh, we are meeting there at Our Lady of Florida in April. So uh, you still have you still have some time, but you know we don't want to um, wait too long to make those kinds of decisions. So get on out there, check it out, see what's going on. We are very very eager uh, to see you there and to spend this time with you. Wonderful opportunity, I think, to come to a deeper understanding and appreciation of who we are as the daughters of the Most High God, what the gifts are of our feminine genius, who the feminine genius is, and what it is that we need to be about today. Uh, in our world and how we can be about it right where we are doing right what we're doing. Uh, it's just a, a tremendous opportunity. So all of that being said, get out there, check it out and uh, join us. Also want to remind you that we have some beautiful events that are coming up uh, very near to where we are in time. One of them on February 27th, today's 22nd. So that's five days from now, an online webinar with Father Chris Alar. Dive into the Divine Mercy image, a deep exploration. Uh, as I've been sharing with you, he's going to take us into that image and we're going to unpack all of the symbolism that is there, all of the spiritual truths that are being uh, shared with us by way of this image and the great theology that this image represents. So it's going to be a, a lovely time. I'm so looking forward to it. Would love for you to join us. It's online so we can have bunches and bunches and bunches of you. 
So get on out there, check it out. You can register again right there from our website eager for you uh, to have that opportunity. Uh, in addition to all of that, you're going to see that we've got some other dates that are coming up. March the 4th uh, is our book study on Seasons of the Soul, a beautiful exploration of the spiritual life by Blessed Conchita. I think you're going to love that. And then uh, we have a Lenten Morning of Grace that's going to be happening in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Our regional coordinator, Chris Arnold, has been working very, very tirelessly to pull this together. It's going to be a lovely day for women there. Sue Brinkman is going to be presenting. So I invite you to check that out at our website. Join those beautiful women. If you're in the Harrisburg area, drive on over from State College. Ladies, I was just there last weekend. You can make that drive. It's not bad. You know that to be the case. Uh, also from Allentown and other surrounding areas, um, you know, do come and, and spend that morning there with uh, Chris Arnold and Sue Brinkman and all of the other sisters, uh, uh, sacred sisters that will be gathering uh, there in Harrisburg. All of the information right there on our website. Get on out to womenofgrace.com. Coming right back, 833-288-EWTN. Let's give it a whirl. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. Well, welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Women of Grace Live. I am Janet Williams. Very happy to be with you today on this Thursday in the Lord. It's an interesting day because uh, so many of the cell phone uh, uh, you know, carriers, the companies, are not operative for some reason. I don't quite understand what it is. I know that's affecting you. It's affecting us. Uh, it really makes you aware of the fact how so many things are interconnected, right? Right? and how dependent we have grown on these uh, technologies and on the apparatus that accompanies them. Uh, you know, when you consider the fact that very few people have landlines today, some do, I'm glad about that, uh, but a lot of people don't, uh, you realize that, you know, we place ourselves in vulnerable positions. Uh, so all of that being said, if you do have a uh, connectivity, or if you do have a landline, give us a call here, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. That is the way that you can join us today live on Women of Grace Live. If you're a first-time caller, would love to know about it. I will ring my bell for you. Uh, I do know that the internet is operative, so you can use the internet and get out to EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and or Facebook page. Use the chat feature there. Send in your questions that way to us and uh, Michael McCall will retrieve them and put them up on the board for me. If you're a first time submitter, we want to know that too. We'll go right ahead and ring that bell yet again. Uh, so that will be so much fun. Uh, very happy that uh, we've got some people that are calling in right now. So yay, I'm glad about that. We're going to get to Maureen. She's been holding for us there in Pennsylvania, uh, listening to us via uh, uh, Holy Spirit Radio. Hey, Maureen, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. I'm the first time caller. Oh, dear. Well, let me ring my bell, Maureen. My goodness, I don't want to let that slide by. <laughs> so I have a question. Um, it's about, um, I had a parent die about a year and a half ago, and um, he was an alcoholic for most of his life. He was a Catholic, but non-practicing. And um, he was also um, 
mentally abusive to my mom, and I saw a lot of it. And I'm I'm just curious as to whether or not he could be in heaven or not. Well, Maureen, thank you for this question because it shows uh, how much you loved your father, even though um, he was struggling in so many ways and therefore caused people to suffer and struggle in so many ways. Uh, You know, our God is a merciful God. Um, We certainly can observe the behaviors that individuals um, uh, act with. We can certainly look at the uh, way in which they conduct their lives. And Jesus does tell us you can, you know, uh, look at a tree and and judge the kind of fruit that, that is going to come forth from it. And Unfortunately, in situations like this, we we see the fruit, and the fruit would lead us to believe that it wouldn't be likely that this person would enter into uh, the bliss of heaven. But the fact of the matter is, no one knows, no one knows um, what goes on between God and a soul. Uh, and we are told in sacred scripture by our Lord to judge not lest we be judged. And when Jesus is talking about that, he means judging the eternal destiny of someone. So even though we might see a life that we would say was pitiful, we might see a life where uh, uh, the activities and the proclivities really issued forth in uh, unhappy moments for so many people, and we might be quick to say this person could never attain eternal life, we don't know that. Uh, And so that's why we as Catholics have uh, masses prayed for our deceased loved ones. That's why we pray for our deceased loved ones. Um, St. Thomas Aquinas tells us something very interesting. And he tells us that um, God anticipates our prayer that will come in time to the actions and decisions that he makes. Uh, So even though, uh, you know your dad's life looks as though it would be one that would not experience that mercy of God because it would not be asked for. We don't know how God operates. And all of the prayers that you pray for him now and all of the masses that you have celebrated for him now really are applied by God to the moment when your father needs them. And the moment that he most needed them was as his soul was separating from his body uh, through death. So we are people of great hope, and we are people of great faith, and we are people that know and understand the mercy of God. We don't presume it, but we trust in it, and we pray for it. And so I would encourage you to have masses prayed for your dad. I would encourage you to uh, pray the rosary for the repose of your dad's soul, uh, to offer other prayers, maybe make sacrifices. God takes all of that. He's not bound by time and space, and he applies it to that moment. St. Faustina, in her diary, says something that's very encouraging. Uh, She says that Jesus gives a soul three opportunities to say yes to him at that very particular moment, and that if a soul even glances in his direction, he takes it for a yes. So let's pray. And let's take those prayers that are happening after the fact because we know that God can use them in the moment that they were most necessary. Okay? Thank you so much. 
You're welcome, Maureen. And thank you so very much for your very good question. Uh, and these are the questions that plague the souls of us who lose individuals who die possibly without having received the sacraments or have been estranged from us or individuals like Maureen's dad, um, who was an alcoholic. Uh, we, we cannot judge and, and we know that our God is merciful, but we don't presume either. That's why we pray. Uh, you know, I think that it's so sad that so many people pass into eternal life and no one's praying for them. Nobody. We either assume they immediately went to heaven or we assume that they were doomed to hell or we don't believe that you can pray for the deceased. Uh, you know, all of those notions are false notions. Um, and it robs us of a great opportunity, a, a, really a spiritual work of mercy, and that's praying for the dead. So I encourage you to pray for the dead. All right, we're going to move forward here. We've got another caller. I'm excited about that, especially on a day like today when, oh my goodness, these cell phone lines are down. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. That is the way that you can join us today right here on Women of Grace Live. Uh, I'm going to uh, pronounce this name, and if I get it wrong, please, dear caller, correct me. Milagro in New Jersey calling in today via Domestic Church Media. Good morning. Good morning. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Yes, you have. You have. Oh. Thank you. I'm so <laughs> delighted. <laughs> well, thank you for your call. So what is what is happening in your life today? Mm, many things. I have I have many things happening, but I need to stay. I want to thank you for being there and for me to be able to have you on the radio at least because I use an old radio to get service here. Um, I just want to thank you for everything you do and every all the hope you give to the world and for everything because I think I would be lost if I didn't have Catholic radio. Oh, and I uh, thank you. Oh, sweetheart. Well, my goodness sakes, thank you so very, very much for recognizing the great good that happens through these airwaves. And, you know, hats off to the affiliate that brings this good news to you by way of their service and dedication and their love of Jesus Christ. And, of course, that's Domestic Church Media, uh, the, the, the wonderful, wonderful marriage team of Domestic Church Media, uh, the Manfredonias, and all of the good people that work there. Uh, hats off to them for, for giving fiat to God to bring what we do here at EWTN to all of you. Uh, we're all in this together, Milagro, and I can honestly tell you, having uh, been a host on Catholic Radio since 1987, that's many years now, 37 years, I can tell you that your phone calls, the faith that you all display, the hope that you bring to me is a constant inspiration to me. And my being with you each day is really an entry, I think, into this dynamic of the mystical body of Christ and how it is that we support each other. So uh, I really thank you for being a, a listener. I thank you for loving our Lord as much as you do to try to make certain that you can get Catholic radio and, and continue to receive that service. And I think that um, all of us together can do so many good things for this day and time in which we live if we only stand together, shoulder to shoulder, soul to soul, heart to heart, and move forward underneath the guidance and direction 
of the Holy Spirit with the maternal beatitude of Our Lady and reaping the great merits of the passion, death, resurrection, and ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. So thank you. Thank you for your support, Milagro. And let's let's all continue to pray for each other. Please pray for me. And I tuck you all into my rosary. You, Milagro, are there too uh, by way of the fact that you listen. So I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Bye. God bless you, dear. Bye-bye now. Yeah, you know, sometimes we um, allow ourselves to fall victim to hopelessness and despair. And uh, hopelessness and despair never come from God. Discouragement does not come from God. Our God gives us fortitude and strength. He gives us courage and he encourages. The evil one wants to rob us of our courage. And he does that by discouragement encouraging us. It's an all-out attack from him to rob us of what we know is ours by way of our baptism in Christ Jesus. So don't let him have the upper hand with you. Uh, And we pray. We pray together for each other. We pray for those who seem to be falling victim to the discouragement, the disarming of courage that the evil one wants to do and is doing in the lives of so many. So we we stand against that, gathered together in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have Mike with us. Mike is in Canton, Ohio today, Living Bread Radio. Hi, Mike. How are you? We have our parish church that has achieved basilica status. And I wanted to tell all the people who would come to Canton for visits to many of the shrines that we have here, We have a St. Martha window in our basilica. It's quite beautiful, and I would just like to ask those who are uh, have devotions to St. Martha to come and take a look. Oh, Mike, what is the name of the basilica? St. John the Baptist. St. John the Baptist. Oh, my goodness. What a marvelous, marvelous saint. A saint for our day and time. <laughs> he is as important to us in our day and time as he was uh, important to the time of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, and I, I would love to get to Canton one of these days. Again, I've been there in the past. Uh, but boy, and make a visit to St. John the Baptist Basilica. And I'd like to see that St. Martha window. I really would. St. Martha, I think it's a bit of a bad rap. You know, we, we see that moment uh, in in, in the Gospel of Luke, I think it's in Luke chap- chapter 10, where Martha, uh, you know, uh, Jesus and his apostles come uh, to the house of Lazarus and Martha and Mary uh, for a visit there in route. Uh, and they, they stop there and Martha wants to uh, treat our Lord and, and the apostles to a fine dinner. And she's very busy about it, right? Uh, but Mary is sitting at his feet and Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious about many things. Mary has chosen the better portion. Uh, So, you know, we take that and we say, oh, it's a castigation against Martha. But I think what the Lord is saying uh, in that moment is that, Martha, what I want from you is, is, is you. I want to spend time with you. Uh, And she is a great servant and has a tremendous gift of hospitality. But in that moment, the Lord just wanted to sit with her. Uh, So I think it's a, uh, you know, we all have to have a Martha Mary spirituality. Sit with the Lord, right? And then do what we're called to do. Sit with the Lord and then fulfill our mission. Sit with the Lord and then 
attain to our daily duties. And that's all he was reminding her of. And by way of her uh, witness in that moment, uh, we've learned a big lesson. So I would love to come and pay tribute to St. Martha (laughs) because through her, we've learned so much. So yes, Mike, thank you for sharing that with us. Saying the novena to her for over 30 years also. Really? So now what sparked this deep devotion in St. Martha? Uh, just human like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, again, you know, through that moment in Scripture, we learn what the better portion is. And there's a, there's a uh, Latin saying, uh, it's attributed to St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, but it is thought that he might have gotten this from Aristotle because he was a, a student of Aristotle, not in real time, but, but through Aristotle's writings. And uh, it is a jere sequitur essay. A jere sequitur essay. And what it means is that doing follows being. And so when you look at that story of Martha and Mary, that's basically the lesson that Jesus was teaching that the doing follows being. When we are with Jesus, being filled by him, when we're opening our hearts to receive every spiritual blessing in the heavens that he wants to give us, that affects our actions. Uh, it makes our actions efficacious in him through that which we have received from him in that time of being. So doing, how, how, how the job gets done and to what extent it's efficacious, um, really follows what it is that we're doing uh, in terms of just being with Jesus. So we want to be with Jesus, be shaped and formed by Jesus, be filled with Jesus, and move forward with that infilling into the doing of the day. And then everything that we do is, is touched, touched by the divine and holy presence of God, and we become blessing in the lives of others. It's beautiful. Uh, well, thank you so much for your call today, Mike, and Next time I'm in Canton, Ohio, I'm heading to St. John the Baptist. Please do. (laughs) God bless you. Bye-bye now. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's so very true, isn't it? You know, we we sometimes get things backwards. We're big doers, right? Uh, And that's lovely. You know, we need to do, but mm, not under our own power or through our own inspiration do we want to do. We want to do through the power and the inspiration of God. And that means we have to be with him first. So let's take a look at the way in which we walk through this Lenten season. It's a good time to form a new habit. If you're not praying first thing in the morning, ah, maybe Jesus is saying, hmm, I'd like to spend that time with you. All of that and more to come on the other side of the break. We've got callers. Praise be to God. I'm excited about that. 833-288-EWTN is the way that you can join us. Also available for you at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Get on out there. Leave us a message. We're eager to hear. We're going to be right back. Stay tuned. Join in on the conversation. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. Well, welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams. I'm very happy to be with you. 
I am so eager to hear from you today. Uh, I know that a lot of you have cell phone difficulties right now, but I understand that not all of you do. Uh, obviously not, because we are hearing from people, and uh, some people I know have connectivity, and that's a good thing. Um, I personally don't, but if you do, boy, oh boy, please give us a call, 833-288-EWTN. You can do that by landline too, you know, 833-288-3986, toll free for you right here in North America. Always, always, always eager to hear from you via EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. You can use the chat feature there. Michael McCall will retrieve it and get it up on the board. Matthew Gabensky is out there on the phones. He will retrieve your call and put you on the air with me. If you're a first-time caller or submitter, do let me know. And here is my little bell. I'm going to ring it for you to welcome you for your debut. Uh, wanted to share one thing before we get to Marie. So hang on there, Marie. I'm coming right to you. Uh, but it's interesting. You know, I just love the Lord so much. I mean, I get so tickled. The Holy Spirit tickles me. I mean, I, he, it's just God is so good. So this morning in my time of prayer, I was led to Psalm 73. You know, it was just like in my mind, Psalm 73. You know, I could see it in my mind. And I thought, well, maybe I should check this out. So I checked out Psalm 73 and it was beautiful. Uh, you know, and and I personally gained much from it. But this omniscient God knew that Mike was going to call from Canton. He knew Marie was going to call. He knew that uh, Milagro was going to call. Uh, he knew that Maureen was going to call. He knew that Diana was going to call. He knows if you're going to call, right? But the thing of it is, he also knows what what we're going to say because he knows all things and everything's immediately present to God. So he knew what we would be talking about with Mike, you know, the Martha and Mary thing and all of this business about doing and being and all of that. And uh, so as we're going to the break, I said, oh my goodness, the Lord prepared <laughs> something for everybody today by way of Mike's call that came to me from Psalm 73. Uh, and Psalm 73 is a wonderful Psalm. It's a long, lengthy one. So I'm not going to go through all of it. I'm just going to pick out the choice parts that spoke to me and I think speak to us with regard to this whole business of putting God first and how it is that we come to see things, realize things that we wouldn't have seen and realized if we hadn't spent that time with him. And in addition to that, uh, you know, our, our, our own prayer, you know, becomes this, this, this charger of divine life, uh, you know, in the actions that, that we perform through the course of the day. So, uh, this is, this is, uh, Psalm 73. It starts off right there at verse one. Uh, truly God is good to the upright, to those who are pure in heart. And then he goes on and he talks about uh, some difficulties the psalmist does that he had had. Maybe I will read a little bit more of this. It says, but as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps well nigh had slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For they have no pangs. Their bodies are sound and sleek. They are not in trouble as other men are. They are not stricken like other men. Therefore, pride is their necklace. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes swell out with fatness. Their hearts overflow with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. He goes on and on. Uh, he says, um, uh, and they say, how can God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked. Always at ease, they increase in riches. Then he goes on and he says this. Uh, he goes on and he says, um, uh, for all the day long, I have been stricken and chastised every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, I would have been untrue to the generation of thy children. But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. And here, here, here this is until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I perceived their end. Until I went into the sanctuary of God. 
our prayer time is going into the sanctuary of God, that inner oratory that exists in our soul, going there where God abides, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, by way of grace, and sitting there with him. And he brings us wisdom and illumination. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I perceived their end. And he goes on and he says this. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in my heart, I was stupid and arrogant. I was like a beast toward thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou dost hold my right hand. Thou dost guide me with thy counsel. And afterward, thou wilt receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is nothing upon earth that I desire besides thee. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For for lo, those who are far from thee shall perish. Thou dost put an end to those who are false to thee. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all thy works. Isn't that beautiful? So, you know, I see so clearly how that pertains to what we were talking about with Mike. We go into that sanctuary of God. We receive from him. He fills us with all good things. It changes the way in which we see the world and ourselves in it. It helps us to understand rightly. And then what do we do? We go about the work that he has given to us. We tell of his glory. Simply by the way in which we interact with others. Simply by the efficacy of the work that we do. Simply by the smile on our face or the laughter that comes forth, the joy that is expressed, right? We proclaim his marvelous deeds by our very presence. And the whole world gets lifted up. Oh, it's so beautiful. God is so good. All right, to Marie, first-time caller in the Northeast, eager to hear what Marie has to share with us today. She is listening to us via Station of the Cross. Marie is a first-time caller. I am ringing my bell for her. Good morning, Marie. Good morning, Jeanette. Thanks so much for taking my call. You're so welcome. Yes, my question is, um, my son was recently diagnosed as bipolar, um, and it was pretty devastating. Um, he, uh, you know, is, has received all his sacraments, goes to Mass regularly, whatnot, and um, he was doing some research on music, the music industry, and uh, deep diving into um, how dark some of the music is, you know, the rap music and whatnot, and um, and and so I was afraid, you know, he made some postings, and I was just afraid that um, as a result, he, you know, he recently was diagnosed as bipolar, and he insisted it was a spiritual issue, not a psychological one. And I understand the Church, you know, um, insists on intensive uh, psychological research, um, two to three years' worth, I guess, and then before they can even go in the spiritual direction. Um, so I just want to get your question. My question is, I guess... Uh, what I should do next, he's, he started to refuse to take his meds, and I, I just wasn't sure what I should do next. Share with me what you said there about his meds. He's just started to take he's them. He's refusing that... to take them. Yeah, he's, he's, he's refusing, refusing to take them. them. He got some meds, and he's starting to refuse. Just, just was diagnosed, so um, it, it's pretty devastating to him and the family. And then um, 
and just uh, what to do. I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's for as far as psychological versus spiritual. That's my question. Um, what to do to decipher and, 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 and where to go from there. Yeah. Okay, Marie. Um, let me just ask you a question here um, so that I can gather a little more information before I respond. So d- did you see signs of bipolarism before he began to do this research? We did not, um, that we could, we could tell. I mean, he lived with us, so we just, um, uh, I didn't really notice. Maybe he seemed depressed, you know, that kind of thing, but like just seemed to be more time to himself working and whatnot. So, um, but other what, than that, what kind of work does he do? Um, he's, he, he's, um, online. He does online work. I should say, uh, um, he works out of the house. So, okay. yeah, for a medical company. Okay. So, well, you know, in these, in these situations, um, of course, it's very difficult. Um, usually with bipolarism, there are some signs of that and, and it's generally erratic kinds of mood swings. Uh, but those pendulums don't have to swing, you know, to the greatest extent in either direction. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, the, the, the swing isn't so noticeable and it's just like, well, I'm having a down day, right? Um, as opposed to a a deep depression or gee, everything is just great today. Right. Uh, and you know, as opposed to, you know, you know, a a more manic state, but uh, generally speaking, some of this is observable. That being said, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm not a mental health counselor. I'm certainly not a, a physician or a psychiatrist or any of that. But uh, just in, in the amount of research that I've done through the years and, and doing shows and speaking with people who are experts, um, you know, th- there can be things in life that trigger this or it can it, the onset of it can be rather sudden. So it is possible that this is a, um, you know, that this is a good diagnosis. You don't know that yet. The fact that he's been doing this kind of research, um, you know, into uh, the, 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 the more, uh, you know, grungy kind of music and the dark music, uh, the more uh, kind of heavy metal stuff. Um, it, it is important to know that not all of those bands, but a lot of those bands really do uh, practice <clears throat> the occult. Uh, some of them are Satanists, <clears throat> and that comes through in the music. Um, um, and so, you know, it, it can excite or exacerbate um, a, a, an existing situation. Um the you know just recently uh, on on uh, wacky wednesday sue was on and i believe it was last week we were talking about uh you know does the evil one cause mental illness and the fact of the matter is um sue said uh in her research that he doesn't cause it but he can play havoc with it it becomes a playground for him um so when we're opening ourselves up to uh things of the uh, occult and things that are in opposition to God, we're spending a lot of time with that. Um, you know, we we can be, we can be without realizing it, uh, providing access portal um, for the evil one to come into an existing situation and play havoc. We see it, we see it in 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 um, t- to a far less dramatic degree. Uh, just in 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 the natural emotional uh, responses that we have to things, uh, for example, um, uh, grieving. Uh, an individual who has lost a loved one uh, can get into a state of grieving 
that the evil one can take and make into a morbid state of grieving if they're not holding fast to the truths of the faith, um, if they're not really um, uh, searching for, for God in the midst of, of the suffering that they're experiencing. So he can exacerbate it. Um, and I can give you an example of that personally. So when my um, late son died, it'll be 20 years in March. It's so hard for me to believe that because it's yesterday in my heart and mind. It's present always. But um, I, I um, have I can have a natural tendency uh, to um, anxiety, right? Uh, and uh, now I must tell you, God has so greatly healed me. I don't think I have that tendency at all anymore. Uh, but at that point in time, um, I, I, I could easily get myself into a state of, of absolute fear and worry. So Simon um, was killed in a vehicular accident. I had a daughter at home um, who was in her 20s. And when she left the house to go out and be with her friends or whatever the case was, I, I, I was getting myself into panic-stricken states if I heard a siren, if I heard a helicopter, um, if it was later than it should be and I couldn't reach her. Um, it, the evil one got into my already existing uh, tendency toward becoming anxious and, and he, he played havoc with it um, until I realized what was going on and took authority over it. Uh, and we, we do have that authority through our baptism to take authority over those kinds of situations. Paul says, make captive every thought. So that's a far less example, uh, you know, in comparison to what you're dealing with with your son. Um, I also want to say this. It is not unusual, I believe, for individuals who are diagnosed bipolar uh, to not want to take their medication because they the, the manic states make them feel so good and they don't want to lose that exhilaration that they feel in the manic state and so it's a common problem so what I would do at number one I think that because your son is just recently diagnosed and now he's got to adjust his thinking to the fact that he's he's he has this diagnosis that in itself is is unsettling um, so I'm hoping that he is receiving counseling because the medication is not going to take care of everything. It's counseling plus the, 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 the medication. Uh, receiving counseling and, and we'll talk with someone um, who can help him to adjust himself to the fact that this is a condition, uh, and, but that it is uh, controllable. And, and I think it would be wise for you to, because he lives with you and you are his mom, uh, and of course, empathetically, you know, you, you take his pain into your own being. Um, I think it would be very good for you to talk with a counselor on how it is that you should respond and what would be some uh, uh, strategies and, and, and techniques that you could put in place for your well-being, but also to be of assistance to him, not an enabler, but an assistant, a battle buddy you know, uh, that, that can stand in support of him uh, and lead him and guide him in proper directions and how to execute that. Um, so I've given you a whole lot of information. Um, I don't, I'm hoping that some of it is useful to you. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that, that, you know, there, there is a capacity to level this thing out. I appreciate it, yeah, Jeanette. So then I just, um, 
go ahead with the, uh, the counseling and the, the medical treatment, and then from there decide if we need to go spiritual route after that. That's right. But now listen, you know, it, it, it's it's not necessarily an either or. It is a both and. So obviously you can do some spiritual warfare for him, praying for him. The rosary is is an excellent weapon. Uh, you know, pray that rosary for him. Pray the uh, novena uh, rosary to Our Lady Undoer of Knots. It's very good. And there's a lot in there in those meditations. So you'll look it up that way, Marie, online. Um, uh, novena to Our Lady undoer of knots rosary the meditations that are there are very powerful and a lot of them have to do with these inner issues right um i would seek the advice and counsel of a priest that is knowledgeable about these things it's not going to hurt you to do deliverance prayer you know that's not you know that that's it's not going to hurt you uh to have prayers prayed for him in the in the in the possibility uh that there could could be some activity uh, of the evil one that's going on. Um, He loves to jump into these kinds of situations because we're vulnerable and we're weak. Uh, And of course, your son has been involved in these kinds of of, um, messages through this dark music that he's been doing research on. So I would suggest that. Um, you know, I would I would go through your home and clean it out with holy water and blessed salt, uh, and I would do that routinely, uh, not you know to to uh, in, in excess, but maybe once a week or so. Uh, so those are some of the things that you can do, and we should all be doing some of those things all of the time. Uh, so uh, I would encourage you in that direction. It's a both and. If you've got a charismatic group in your area, they generally know a priest who understands deliverance prayer, and it would be good for you to talk with him. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, honey. And I'll be praying for you in a special way, tucking you into that rosary. God bless you now. Thank you so much. Uh, These are very difficult situations, and there are situations that we all face in a variety of ways, right? Um, uh, You know, we want to be on guard but we don't want to fear the devil because stronger is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And when we tap into that recognition and understand that, the immeasurable scope of God's power in us who believe, Ephesians 1 verse 17, when we do that, we become formidable to the evil one. He flees us, right? Resist the devil and he will flee. What does that mean, resist him? Well, don't go messing around with him. But second of all, Resist him through prayer. Resist him through fortifying yourself with the spiritual life and the sacraments. Pray that rosary. My goodness, the great good that can come. I want to get to Diana. We just have a few minutes left. Diana out there in Tampa, Florida, listening to us via tune-in radio. Oh, my goodness, you're not far from where I used to live. How are you doing, Diana? Hi, good now. Fine you. Good, good. Thank you for calling. So what's going on? Thank you. So, yes, um, a couple of things. I know you don't have a lot of time. I have a relative right now that she's been battling with diabetes, and she's been waiting for a a kidney transplant for over three years. But because of other problems in her body, and she's not getting better, so she cannot have the transplant. But right now, she's getting a lot of uh, weakness in her body and a lot of fluid, because when you have your kidneys are not working fine, your kidneys also, I mean, you get this fluid in your and then she gets so tired and so sick. So, so she, I was just going to call her because she's not, she's not practicing. And um, 
I just, you know, I kind of mentioned it. I know she's Catholic, but I mentioned and, it. And, and, and um, what is her better. first name, Diana? Her first name? Maria. 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 Well, Father God, Diana and I gather and all of our listeners gather right this moment underneath the mantle of your mother. Uh, we come before you and, and we lift up, we lift up to you, uh, Marie. We lift her up to you, Lord God. Maria needs uh, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit to come into this health situation, to bring her to the fullness of health uh, so that she can get this heart transplant that she needs. Father, I would ask now that even as we're praying, you are about a great and mighty work, healing the maladies uh, that Maria is experiencing, all of the physical deficiencies that are there, Lord, uh, all of the uh, ways in which she is being laid low by them. I'm asking, Father God, that you would come with your healing power through the Holy Spirit, uh, that you would invade her spirit uh, with with that healing power, uh, that, that she would be electrified by that healing power, uh, that this healing power would burn away from her all of the refuse of disease, uh, all of the refuse of, of, of bacteria and infection uh, would, would uh, route out of her uh, all of the health concerns that she has from her heart to every other organ of her body to her skeletal system and her muscular system and her skin, Lord God, every bit of her being, Father God. I ask that healing would come. We dare to pray this because we know that you are the God of the impossible. And we know, Father, that you make haste to help us. And so I'm praying now that you would make haste to your daughter, Maria. I thank you for your daughter, Diana, who brings Maria to you for prayer today. I am grateful, Lord, for the opportunity that we all have to pray for her in this moment. And so it is that we lift her up to you uh, and we pray this prayer in the name of your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the merits of his cross, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and with the maternal beatitude and intercession of our blessed lady. Amen. All right, listen, Susan, YouTube. Hello, everyone. Had an opportunity to evangelize this morning since I had some time too during this downtime of phone, she means. Wow, I am so joyful. Never thought I could. God makes all things possible. Good for you, Susan. And listen, I want to advise you all to watch tonight on The World Over with Raymond Arroyo, just a power-packed show with all kinds of special guests. Edward Penton on the Vatican meeting with Freemasons, Father Thomas Petrie and Sister Deidre Byrne on St. Patrick's Cathedral controversy, Father Thomas Berg on the Marco Rupnik scandal. So much more. God bless you all. Bye-bye now.